Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. All right, my friends, in this video, I'm going to show you how having a mortgage makes you give less, save less, and have more of a stressful life. All right, I'm going to prove it to you. You ready? So sign in. Just put your seatbelt on because this is going to be interesting. So I uh, appreciate you coming here. Don't forget to subscribe down below. As you can see that little subscribe thing, thumbs up, comments, the whole thing. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the CES, the Consumer Expenditure Survey for 2015. And I'm telling you, man, there is tons and tons of data from the CES. And that's via the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. All right, so this is table 1702 from 2015. Housing, tenure, and type of area. Annual expenditure mean, share, standard errors, and coefficients of variation. We're just going to talk about housing, tenure, homeowners, ones without a mortgage, ones with a mortgage, and renters. We'll dive into a little bit. I don't really care in this episode about type of area, urban, rural, or suburban. We're just looking at mainly homeowners with mortgage, homeowners without mortgage, and a little bit of renters. All right, so we got 128,000 constituents, households, in the CES, Consumer Expenditure Survey, through the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, of those, 80,000 are homeowners, uh, of which 45,000 were homeowners with a mortgage, 35,000 without, and 50,000 were with renters. The income before taxes, and the mean is just the average. It's not median, it's the average. And I like median, but we'll use this for what it's worth. There's tons of other stuff we'll get into with median averages before uh, later on. Uh, the median average for homeowners with a mortgage is 101000 before taxes. Without a mortgage is 63000 Actually, let me write this stuff down because I'm going to refer to it often, actually. And then renters is 43000 So 101 6347. All right. Now, after taxes is 86, 55, and 30. We'll just say 40. All right. So basically, we lose $15,000 in taxes from a homeowner with a mortgage. We lose uh, 8,000 in taxes from a homeowner without a mortgage. And we lose 4,000 in taxes from being a renter. Again, these are the median, the means, excuse me, means. This is interesting. Age of reference person. All right. So the age in this case is 49 years old. If you're without, if you're with a mortgage, 63 years old, if you're without a mortgage and 43, if you're a renter. So younger group and renters, which younger income makes sense. Older group with homeowners with a, without a mortgage, all right, which makes sense. And they also make less. They're older, i.e. more retirees. They paid off their homes and they're older and they have less income. Interesting. And then uh, homeowners with a mortgage are going to be older than renters, but younger than homeowners without a mortgage and they make most money, which inherently makes sense. Uh, average number on consumer unit, basically three with homeowners with a mortgage, uh, two with homeowners without a mortgage and roughly two and a half with renters. All right. So that's pretty interesting. So basically we have, uh, you know, empty nesters somewhat and the homeowners with without a mortgage 
Yeah, some empty nesters, some with a kid in here, renters, and then uh, homeowners with a mortgage. You got children in there in particular. All right, so in the earners, uh, more than uh, 1.7 of the three people are earners and the homeowners with a mortgage. One of the two is a homeowners without a mortgage, earns, is, makes income. And then the same kind of thing, about half of the people and renters have are workers. The interesting thing was a homeowners with a mortgage, 50% of that population, we can come right here, are men and women. Homeowners without a mortgage, 52% were women and 48 were men. Renters, 56% were women. And that should tell you a couple of things. Hey, this is a older population, homeowners without a mortgage. And the older you get, the less men there are. That's just a fact. There's just more women, uh, the older population you get. And then on renters, you also get less income. You have more single women uh, in, on the poorer side of the scale. In fact, that's a fact. If you look at the the wealth uh, is, is higher for men than it is for women. And I'm not getting anything with, with a gender, but I, I frankly don't buy into that. But in this case, single women make less than men. That's just a fact. And so you get more women who are renters and also more women uh, who make less money. So I find that of interest for sure. So again, homeowners with a mortgage is 50-50. Homeowners without a mortgage, more older people, retirees, are going to have more women just because they live longer. And finally, they're on the poorer side of it, you're going to have more women as well, more single moms, and then just more single women, generally speaking. Uh, uh, education, now, this is interesting. Homeowners without a mortgage, only 57% have a college degree. Homeowners with a mortgage, 75% have a college degree, and renters, 60% have a college degree. So, something jumped out at you there? Remember, we've been told the college degree equals uh, higher earnings. Well, that's simply not true in this capacity. And simple facts are the homeowners without a mortgage make more money than renters do, and yet there, there are fewer homeowners without a mortgage who are college, have college degrees. Interesting, isn't it? And average annual expenditures. Now, I do want to talk about this. $75,000 for homeowners with a mortgage, $52,000 for homeowners without, and $40,000 with renters. So let's take it from a specific, uh, in terms, we're going to take $75,000 for homeowners with a mortgage, and we're going to divide that into how much uh, net income they make, which is $86,000. So $75,000 divided by eighty-six. They are spending 87% of their net income, the homeowners with a mortgage are. 52 goes into 55. Uh, these people are spending 94% of their income, homeowners without a mortgage. And then renters, uh, 40,000, they're spending essentially everything. So they got 40,000 as their expenditures and 40,000 was their uh, income. They're spending 100% of their income. So more income for homeowners with a mortgage, uh, more in theory leftover income to spend. And I'll show you why well, that's not going to be the case here in just a second. Homeowners without a mortgage spend more of their income than homeowners, uh, than renters spend all of it essentially. Now, that, but we'll show you what that means. We're going to break down the expenditures here because here we got food. And so food accounts for, uh, if you got about 10% of all expenditures goes to food for homeowners with a mortgage. Uh, 68, we'll say 6,900 divided by 55,000. Uh, about 12.5% of all expenditures uh, for homeowners without a mortgage goes to food. 
and five, uh, I think it was about 17 and a half percent. Yeah. For renters goes to food. Isn't that interesting? And they break down the food, food at home, cereals and bakeries, cereals and cereals, cereals and cereal products, bakery, meats, poultry, fish. I mean, just tons of poultry, <laughs> just lots and lots, lots of different things. It's, uh, it's actually quite interesting. In fact, they even break down the share, uh, how much of the, their income is spent on beef, for instance. So homeowners, this which one? Homeowners without a mortgage, uh, one uh, one half of one percent of their total income is spent on beef, which is pretty interesting. Homeowners with a mortgage, 0.4 percent is spent on beef. Um, you know, I don't know how precise that is, but it's pretty interesting nonetheless. So we keep going down fruits and vegetables. Look at that, 1.2 percent of income is spent on fruits and vegetables. You can see all that, uh, but non uh, one of the, uh, other food at home. You can see I don't know what other food is. Sugars, not much. Fats and oils, non-alcoholic beverages, uh, and there's some food away from home. Look at this. So all homeowners without a mortgage, homeowners with a mortgage, and renters all spend above five percent of their total income on uh, on on food away from home. And by total income, I mean their net income, by the way, after taxes. Now, here's alcoholic beverages. Uh, you get higher percentage of alcohol beverages spent on homeowners with an income, with a mortgage, excuse me, uh, lower on homeowners without a mortgage, and even lower on renters, which is somewhat surprising. I would have thought the renters would have spent more, but I find that interesting. Uh, they do spend more proportion to their income, but not as more in terms of total dollar spent. And it just makes sense. A younger population here older population there and uh, even a younger population here. But all right, so housing, $25,000 of the homeowners with a mortgage goes to their housing, which is 33% of their total income, all right? Uh, I mean, tell me that's not interesting. 25, 33% uh, of their total income goes to housing, which, uh, which is just interesting to me. And again, that's of average. Um, and now 27.3% of homeowners without a mortgage goes to housing and 38% of renters income goes to housing. Now tell me that's not crazy. So again, that would tell me right there out of the gate that the renters are the ones that are facing a, a, a just a big, a, a big significant expense and forever will be. And the reason for that is because rents will keep increasing where there is no rent increases for homeowners without a mortgage. And theoretically there won't be either of the homeowners with a mortgage because there hopefully is a fixed rate loan that they have. But that right there is going to increase each and every year because rents go up. And so for a renter, 38% uh, of their income is going towards rents, uh, which is, which is quite frightening. 27% for homeowners with no mortgage and 33% with homeowners with a mortgage. That's, uh, that's interesting. Now, basically what we do, we break down a shelter, own dwellings, mortgage, all this stuff. All, if you add all these things up, it all equals to this right here, uh, which is which is interesting. We got mortgage interest down here, property taxes, all these things flow up to this one number of housing, if that makes sense. It's the same thing up here with food, fats and oils, all flows up to the end, end result being food. All right. So 33% for homeowners with the mortgage is going to housing. Actually, did I see how much it was food? Uh, yeah, 12.11% of uh, homeowners with a mortgage goes to food. 13% of homeowners without a mortgage goes to food and 13.5% of income for renters goes to food. All right. So let's keep going down. It's pretty interesting. 
Uh, and we got maintenance and all that. Obviously, you don't have much maintenance for renters, but you do have significant maintenance. Uh, 4.6% of all income uh, goes to maintenance for homeowners without a mortgage, where only 3% of all income uh, goes to maintenance if you do have a mortgage. 45 and 5% respectively goes to uh, property taxes of all income for homeowners with a mortgage or homeowners without. So the, the property taxes are still a pretty significant deal, which is why you want to look at property tax the state. If you're going to relocate, the lower, the better. Mortgage interest and expense, 10.5%. It goes to mortgage interest and charge and uh mortgage interest and charges. So basically your your mortgage payment, your interest, if you will. That's pretty interesting now. I mean, 10% of your income is going to mortgage interest expense, whereas a tiny fraction is going to homeowners with no mortgage. So then we get natural gas, but here's utilities, another big one. Six per, I mean, across the board, 6.6% for both renters and homeowners with a mortgage, 8% with homeowners without a mortgage. So right there would be a nice place to cut back if we can, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what we'd do. I mean, we can see we electricity is right here. 3.1%, and that's if we can get some LED light bulbs instead for homeowners with no mortgage, 2.4% with homeowners with a mortgage. So I see some light bulbs, get some, uh, make sure we got more uh, insulation in here to maybe cut back on some of the utilities. Here's your natural gas, not much, but the utilities and the electricity between them uh, account for almost 10% for homeowners with no with a mortgage and accounts for well over 10% with homeowners without a mortgage, utilities and uh, electricity. And I think probably that might have something to do with the fact that a lot more retirees are in this category and they're sitting at home more, i.e. and having the heat on longer. Uh, fuel oil is not a huge amount, not that many people heat their home with fuel oil anymore, mostly it's natural gas, heat pumps and whatnot, electricity. Telephone service, about two, uh, a little bit more than 2% across the board. Uh, for a telephone service, a cellular service as well. So I think, uh, yeah, it looks like telephone service that is encompassed there. Yeah. Water and public, you know, your sewers and all that, another 1%. Household operations, 2%. So you can see the whole thing. Housing reflects a significant part of all of your expenditures for uh, your either homeowners with a, sh with a mortgage, homeowners without, and renters. I mean, housing by far and away is the number one. And a big portion of that is utilities. A big portion of that is electricity. Absolutely. And then, of course, mortgage interest and property taxes. So that's the number one expense. Everything else is nothing else comes close. Uh, let's keep going down. I think that's interesting here. And all this stuff. Here's apparel and services. Uh, I think this comes in a different category. Let's see here. Uh, consumer expenditure. How's, uh, I can't tell what category that comes in. All right. So let's keep going down. All right, I think that's apparel and services. This is his own, yeah, that's his own category. So basically 3% across the board for clothes, essentially, and services. Uh, you got men, 16 over, boys, all that. And I'm not going to dive too deep in that. Transportation is the other big one. So transportation, 17% of a household budget of expenditures goes to transportation for homeowners with a mortgage, 18% for homeowners without a mortgage, and 16% for renters. That's another big one right there. So transportation, uh, nearly a fifth of the income that you have goes to transportation and nearly a third, if not more, of the income you have goes to housing. So over half of your income goes to traps, transportation, housing. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, and you see gasoline and motor oil, 
uh, cars and trucks new. That's going to be your leasing and whatnot, vehicle purchases, just net outlays. So lots of expenditures on vehicles. So as the, uh, the I did an episode earlier today where I said, look, you got to watch those mortgage notes and you can save yourself a boatload of money. And look at this. If you have no mortgage notes, you can save 10% of your income. If you're not mortgage, but car loans. If you don't have a car loan, you'll save 10% of your income. So get rid of debt, man. All there is to it. And here's vehicle finance charge. I don't know. That's probably to actually buy the vehicle. You know, you get a $150 application fee or whatever. Maintenance repairs isn't significant. Vehicle insurance is pretty big. Between the two, it's, it's not insignificant, but not a huge amount in the overall scheme of things of overall transportation and overall housing. But, you know, this stuff adds up, man. I mean, other vehicle expenses right here, 5.5. I don't think it, yeah, it doesn't really tell us what that is. All right. So here's the other one. Health insurance, health care. So healthcare, health insurance, medical services, drugs, medical supplies are all flowing up in here. 11% of all income is spent on health insurance for people with no mortgage because that's an older cohort. 7.1% for people with a mortgage, homeowners with a mortgage, and for renters is 5.9%. Of which 4,000 is spent on health insurance. That's gonna be your Medicare premiums, B and D of course, maybe Medigap and or Medicare Advantage. Health insurance, about 5% of your employer uh, health insurance is spent because most of these people in this cohort, homeowners with uh, mortgage, are working. And so they're spending less, relative speaking, to their overall income. But when it comes to retirement, they're spending more relative to their overall income, even though they're not really spending that much more significant dollars. Medical services, you can see, you know, I mean, not small potatoes, but nothing extraordinary. Entertainment. Entertainment goes up a little bit. A lot of people say when you retire, you're initially going to go to your go-go years and you know, spend a lot of money in entertainment. It does go up in terms of your overall percentages, but in terms of actual dollars, it goes down, which just goes to show you it goes up as overall percentages just because you're making less income because you're not working. All right, let's keep going down. I'm drinking some hot tea if you're wondering what I'm doing here. You got pets and you can see some of the pets there. Uh, personal care and services. So nothing else. We got education. All right. So, you know, 2% across the board. I thought this was interesting and somewhat uh, sad, actually. Uh, tobacco, um, the renters, the people who make the least amount of money, spend the most on uh, an overall budget, not, not just an overall percentage, but actual overall dollars on tobacco and smoking supplies. Uh, that's not shocking. The poor people smoke and the, the cigarette taxes. Uh, the rich are getting rich off the back of the poor with the cigarette taxes, which is actually kind of sad. Um, and, but no one talks about the poor people in that regard. They always talk about the poor people and inequality, but no one ever says, hey, let's get rid of the cigarette taxes. That's a uh, regressive tax that affects the poorest the most. Uh, personal insurance and pensions, 10%, 9%, and 13%. So 13% of personal insurance and pensions is being paid into uh, of overall expenditures for uh, people with a mortgage. People without a mortgage, 10%, and then renters is 9%. So a significant uh, cost of personal insurance and pensions right there. That's your contribute contributions to pensions, contributions to insurance, in this case, life insurance, pensions, and Social Security. I mean, 7.65 is going right out of the gate to Social Security for working. And so we know that for a fact. So a significant amount of money, if you are working, is going to Social Security, i.e. through through FICA, uh, for short. Now, not that many life insurance dollars is going out here, but still a little bit. All right. So let's go now to sources of income and taxes. Okay. So remember, this is your homeowner with mortgage. They have $101,000 of income. This is your homeowner without a mortgage. They have $63,000 of income. And this is your renter. So a couple of things I want to address. Notice, remember a couple things. 
when we talk about re replacement ratio of how much income you need relative to your income in retirement relative to the income you're working. Well, if you just look at this number right here, it's not 80%. I mean, it's just not, it's 60%. I mean, that's what we're showing here. Once your mortgage is paid off, you don't need 80% of a replacement ratio, 60%. In fact, I'll even show you why that's even gonna show you that you're just gonna be fine because you have 101,000 when you got a mortgage, you got 63,000 when you don't have a mortgage. All right. That's, I mean, I'm just telling you right now. So the 80%, where is that number coming from? It's coming from your expenditures when you're working. Well, that's not the way to look at it. You got to look at your expenditures when your mortgage is paid off. That's what frustrates me to no end. I'm like, wait a second. If I am working and I have a mortgage of $3,000 a month, and let's just say I have $101,000 in my costs, and then I go to retirement, I no longer have a mortgage. 80% replacement ratio is completely, it doesn't, it means it's meaningless because I no longer have a mortgage. So you can't say that $3,000 a month, I need to replace 80% of that. I need to replace 0% of that. Ah, just another thing that drives me crazy. So these people get 85% uh, of their $101,000 from wages. Uh, the people who have a mortgage, the people without mortgage get 60% of their $63,000 with wages. Because again, some of these people are still working. There's a pretty significant amount of money of workers in the workforce here, but there's also a lot of retirees as well. The renters are getting 81% of their income from work, from uh, work wages, W-2 employment. Uh, six and a half, seven and a half and five are self-employed, not much, a little bit. Uh, Social security. 25% of all income for homeowners without a mortgage is in social security. So again, 60% of these, of these incomes comes from workers working. 25% comes from social security. Again, that just shows you the dynamic of that cohort of people without a mortgage. Some are going to be workers, W2. Some are going to be retirees for sure. Yet people with a mortgage, only 6.2% of the overall income on average is coming from social security. Renters, 7.8% has come from Social Security. Again, a younger population here for renters, meaning less Social Security, a younger population here of homeowners with a mortgage, again, meaning less Social Security, an older population here with homeowners without a mortgage, which means more Social Security is uh, is where they're getting their income from as a percentage of overall income. Uh, interest and dividends, again, the older population of homeowners without a mortgage, thus they get more in terms of real dollars and in terms of dollar percentage of overall income from interest, dividends, uh, rental income and other property income, about 6% of their overall income for that cohort comes from interest, interest and dividends and uh, rental income is, is less for the other two, which is not shocking. Uh, public assistance, more income relative uh, by far for renters. Uh, again, they're more of a poor population, probably getting some WIC in there, some SNAP, yep, uh, Supplement Nutritional Assistance Program, uh, because there are a lot more single women who are renters in here and they're gonna get more government welfare for sure. I'm not going to talk about unemployment. Uh, let's keep going down. Other income, not much. All right, personal taxes. Here we go. 15% of the gross income is spent on taxes for the people with a mortgage. 13% of gross income is spent on taxes for the people without. And 9% is spent from the renters. All right, so basically they're losing 15500 in taxes, uh, homeowners with, with a mortgage. 8,000 in taxes to the homeowners without a mortgage and 4,000 in taxes to the renters. So a couple of things happens here. Not only is the homeowners without a mortgage is having significant less dollars in taxes, 
but a decent, le- you know, about 20% less in overall taxes as well, which inherently makes sense because they have you know, roughly 20, 20, but I guess 35 to 40% less in income. So they're paying less in taxes and a percentage and less in overall dollars, which makes sense. All right, so federal income taxes basically is a little bit less than double from the uh, people with a mortgage than the people without, and then uh, the the uh, renters pay about three thousand bucks. State and local taxes three again. State and local taxes are not your burden; they're just not three and a half or three point three, two and a half, and two point four for state and local taxes as a percentage of overall income. Where federal taxes are twelve, ten, and seven. It's just the the taxes from the state are not the issue; it's the taxes from the feds. No other way around that. All right, let's keep going now. So income after taxes again. Uh, we have 87.2% of their gross income. They have re- remaining after taxes, 91% of gross income. Does renters have after taxes and homeowners with a mortgage, 84.8% of gross income do they have remaining after taxes? So uh, homeowners with a mortgage lose 15%. Homeowners without a mortgage lose 13% roughly. And renters lose about 9% of taxes. All right, this is what's interesting though. Net change in total assets and liabilities. All right, homeowners with a mortgage, they add about $2,200 a year in their total assets, all right? Homeowners without a mortgage add about $20,000 a year in total assets, and renters add about $1,600 a year in total assets. Now, isn't that interesting? So renters add almost as much as homeowners with a mortgage, even though renters have about a third of the income as homeowners with a mortgage. Huh. Net change in total assets. So homeowners with a mortgage increase their total assets by $25,000, whereas homeowners without a mortgage increase their assets by $21,000, and renters only increase their assets by less than three. But the net change in liabilities offsets the significant net change in assets for homeowners with a mortgage. Homeowners with a mortgage have a net change in liability of $22,650. Homeowners without a mortgage have a net change in liabilities of $246, whereas renters only have a net change in liabilities of $1,100. So when all is said and done, What's the balance sheet? Assets minus liabilities. That's your balance sheet. That's your net worth. When it comes to net worth, the homeowners without a mortgage increase their net worth in 2015 by $20,468 when they only had like 60% of the income as homeowners with a mortgage. Homeowners with a mortgage increase their net worth by 2,200 bucks and renters with a third of the income as homeowners with a mortgage increase their net worth by $1,600. Interesting, huh? Uh, other money receipts, we got more all right here. Mortgage principal paid on owner-occupied property. And here we see the principal uh, being paid down on the debt is $4,600 for homeowners with a mortgage, uh, $373. Uh, for renters or for uh, homeowners without a mortgage and $43 for renters. I, again, that's essentially irrelevant just because they don't have debt. But there's some, I'm sure there's some people going from no debt, uh, from having a debt to not having a debt in that calendar year. So that's uh, statistically irrelevant. But for homeowners with a mortgage, they're paying down, uh, principal paid on property is 4600 bucks a year. So not a significant amount of money. It's only 2% of their total income base is being paid down by paying off those mortgages. Now, home. this is what the estimated value of own home 
$282,000 for homeowners with a mortgage, which is why realtors love for you to get a mortgage. Why? Because you're going to buy a more expensive home. That's a fact. $282,000 is the estimated home value with people with a mortgage. Two thirty-two with people without a mortgage. And of course, renters don't have a home value because they don't own anything. Estimated monthly rent of own home. This is, in, this is what's called imputed rent. So basically, a homeowner without a mortgage is saving $1,312 a month because of estimated monthly value of not having to pay a mortgage or pay rent. $1,312 is the imputed income of owning the home outright. You times that by 12. That's almost $16,000 less income they need to make because they can live in their house essentially free of rent or free of mortgage payment. That means that's 16,000 they're not being taxed on. That's imputed income. Now the rent, the homeowners with a mortgage, their imputed rent essentially is 1624. So they're not having to pay rent and the equivalent of rent would cost for the size of a house of $282,000, about 1600 bucks a month. They're not having to pay that rent, but instead they got to pay their mortgage instead. So that's the difference, if that makes sense. So right here, the homeowners without a mortgage are saving an income needs because they don't have to pay the rent, meaning they don't have to generate the income in which to pay that rent, uh, which means they don't have to pay taxes on the income generated in which to pay the rent. And that's a big deal right there. Now watch this. We got gifts of food and services. Not going to talk about that too much, but I want to show you something else if we can see. And we got major appliances, housing, alcoholic beverages, gifts of good and services. We're going to keep on going down though. And we got gifts of jewelry and watches. I mean, you can actually wait, hold on just a second. But uh, uh, okay, just keep on going down. There's not much here that I want to show you, except uh, I want to, you got gifts of healthcare, just stuff they've been, you've been volunteering for and stuff. All right, all, uh, where was the one I wanted to show you though? It was all other gifts was, uh, maybe it was an expenditure. All right, hold on just a second because gifts of good and services. Nope, it wasn't that estimated monthly. Change, hold on just a second because there is other personal to other income, unemployment, public assistance, that's income, sources of income. I think I missed it. Life and cash contributions right here. All right. So cash contributions, your gifts. Homeowners without a mortgage gave 4.7% of their income as cash contributions or $2,400. Homeowners with a mortgage gave 2,300 of their income or 3.1% of their income uh, to, for cash gifts. And of course, renters gave less than both of them uh, simply because they don't have as much money. Isn't that interesting though? So not only did homeowners without a mortgage have less income significantly, uh, but they increased their net worth significantly relative to homeowners with a mortgage and they gave more as well. We're talking significant amounts. I and mean, we're not only talking in total dollars, actual dollars given, they gave more than $120 per year more than someone who made 40% more in income. Uh, but from a percentage of their income, they gave uh, basically 50% more from a cash contribution than did homeowners with a mortgage, even though homeowners with a mortgage made a significant more income. I find that very interesting. And the reason for that, a couple of things. One, if I was a fundraiser, I know the biggest source of contributions, contributors for cash gifts are single women who are older, without question. I also know, just intuitively and, and here is empirically, 
that people who don't own a mortgage owe money on their home are more comfortable in giving. And we can see the numbers right in front of our big fat face. So if I was a fundraiser, I'm going after single women who own their own homes because women give more than men. I don't know why. It's just maybe the maternal instincts of women relative to men. Or is it paternal? Maternal, I think it's paternal. And if you own your home, you're just more comfortable. You have less fear relative to your overall lot in life. And on top of that, your net worth is growing bigger as well. So that is a big deal. Not only does homeowners without a mortgage, even though they have significantly less income, have more increase in net worth, they give more as well by pure dollars and by percentage of income. I thought that was incredibly interesting. So let's wrap this up. What does this mean, my friends? Uh, well, I have a sneaky suspicion that you're going to see more from your old buddy, Josh. My hair is all messed up. My calic, got the big calic right there. Um, that we're going to talk a lot more about comfortable and retirement planning is not having a mortgage because even though you might have significant less income, income isn't what drives retirement planning. It's expenditures. And if your expenditures are minimal because you don't have a debt to pay, you can get by and be a whole lot happier, a whole lot less income than someone who has more income, more taxes, more debt to pay, and isn't making as much cash contributions or isn't increasing his net worth as well. And I think the, the proof is in the pudding. And we're going to dive more into this consumer expenditure surveys because there's just tons of data on this. So stay tuned, subscribe. Don't forget to comment, share, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks now.